What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenn Enos. Junior. And he's back. Uh, yeah, I'm back. Guys, the people want to know in the matchup of week two between co host Glenn Enos and perma guest Matthew Souza, who came out on top. Well, Hello. Let's just say, uh, let's just say it wasn't me. That's, That's right. right. That's you're leading off the year against us too, and you're zero and two. Yeah. The good news is I'm undefeated against everyone not in the Stellar Show podcast. Yeah? That is true, and right. that's most of the league. Right. Haven't lost. I never lost. But never lost. in week two, I did suffer defeat again. This time, it wasn't Christian McCaffrey. It wasn't Brandon Cooks. It was Aaron Jones. It was Tom Brady. It was Mike Evans. Um, I, I don't really have much to say. Okay? I don't. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about games later. We'll talk about our stellar stars and fuck of the weeks, this and that. I don't have much to say. My team uh, in both weeks, no matter what I did, uh, couldn't compete with Mr. Mason and Mr. Susan. There was a point in time where in both weeks I was like, damn, I should have started this guy. I would have had a better chance. Wouldn't matter. In the thick things. Last week, same thing. Should have started this guy. Should have started that guy. Wouldn't matter. If you check the standings right now, I'm at the bottom of the league, zero and two. I, th- I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I have the least amount of points scored and the most amount of points against. Uh, let's check. The standings are loading now. Where is Glenn? Oh, I'm going to go over here. Not the, oh, sorry, that's points allowed. Points four, yes, you are correct. Yeah. Points allowed. Yes, you are correct. Okay. Perfect so two, storm. So in two weeks, I've had the worst possible outcomes in our league. That's going to change because it has to change. Can't get any worse from here, can it? I mean, it can't because right now, technically, in, in week three, I'm going against the league's highest score through the first two weeks. Ooh. So things, I, I could be talking to you a week from now and uh, still be on. I'll be winless. I'll be on three. But. In fantasy football, anything can happen. Okay. Like, I, we find a way. Things happen. Okay. So I'm not panicking. I'm not nervous. By we, you mean your team. Yeah, my team. Right? We, we. <laughs> Me and my team. Okay. That's what I mean by we. Your squad. My squad. Oh. I, got, I got to round them up, got to motivate them, got to say, look, when the going gets tough, when the lights are bright, you got to perform at the highest levels. That's what I say, you know, for the past, we're in our what? Our 10th season? For the past nine years, my squad has always found a way to make it into December football when I'm trying to, you know, play for a championship. We've always been there. 
Start to season at risk of that. I'm in jeopardy. I'm not gonna panic. I'm not gonna cry to my mommy. Bobby. I'm just gonna let things be things. Ah. Now there's there's some moments. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, when I'm up late at night, I'm looking at my fantasy team and I'm like, should I just trade everybody? Might do it. Might do it. But then I'm like, ah. I was like, I don't know, because my team's got potential. They just haven't played their best games yet. But if I wait too long, am I going to be 0-6? Am I going to be 1-12? 1-13. And those, those are the decisions you have to make as you go through along a fantasy football season. To be a great general manager, you got to make the tough decisions. And that's what I am, guys. I'm a great general manager. So we're going to make those tough decisions as the season of 2021 rolls on. The first decision yeah. I'm going to make is passing over the news with Susan. Let's go with the news. Um, how smooth, Glenn. The yeah. news with notice, notice how last I, week was good. Hold on, Susan. I'm going to pause the news with Susan for a second. Notice how I glanced right over Mason being 2-0, oh, because I don't want to talk about that right now. I do. Can I talk about that real quick? Uh, Gomes, uh, gave me a good game. I honestly, first of all, uh, I hate, I fucking despise when the shit happens that happens this week. So I had my whole team basically play at one, except for Keenan Allen. And then Gomes at 425 had Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, and Dalvin Cook. Oh, and I had to slowly watch my lead dwindle away but thankfully thankfully keenan allen did just enough to distance myself uh from from gomes's comeback so ggs to gomes um yeah and now we're, we're, we're on the cooks for that we're on to the commission yeah on brandon cook who, who, who's questioning me drafting brandon cooks hmm? you are yourself <laughs> Why was I – no. You always question Brandon Cooks. No, no, no. Not this year. What did I say? Now that, he, I say? Now that he doesn't have Deshaun Watson throwing to him. Now you it's, said, it's, it's – yeah. You what said did I say? they got to throw to somebody. Exactly. But so does the Jets. So does the Lions. Yeah, but the Jets actually suck. The Texans suck. Right, congratulations, Mason. Texans are one and one. I think it's because Brandon Cooks is good, and you keep discounting his talent. Um, I mean, whatever, man. He's, he's putting <laughs> points on the table. I also got to say, so. you have the least points against Mason. Just saying. But I also that's because I put like fucking fifty up last week. No, you've been scoring well, but you also have the least points against. So I just want to say that this is the yeah, year of Mason. Doesn't matter when you have the right direction. when you have the third most points scored as well. It Definitely can matter. matter. Definitely matter. I mean, if you face the first point, the first most points scored person. Like, if I continue on this trend that I'm on, having the least points scored and the most points against, I'm not going to win a game. I mean, no. look, Glenn, you're talking to the guy who's the king of that and has been the king of that for the past like five seasons. So, so could you confirm that this is a new Mason? Uh, no, because oh. uh, it's only week two. There's still time. Could just be gas, but I'm optimistic. Oh, I like that little uh, – what's it called? What? 
Humble foreshadowing himself. when you said it could be oh. gas. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh. I'm manifesting and being positive. Hmm. So, all right. The, and the thing is, and the thing is, too, I'm not alone at 0 and 2. Mason's not alone at 2 and 0. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's still a long way to go. Season goes on. Um, I'm only getting back from a playoff spot. That's the way I got to look at it. That's true. That's true. Long season, baby. Extra long season. All right. Well, let's go back to the news with Susan. So we got some news. We got some injury news. We got some, well, that's usually it. injury news, isn't it? Um, the 49ers backfield stays, lives up to its expectation of, of being injured. Uh, Trey Sermon. Well, first of all, Mostert out of week one after two plays out for the season. Love it. Who drafted him? Me. Oh. Jeff Wilson was already <laughs> injured for six weeks prior to the season open. He's the top five back. Um, then they got uh, Elijah Mitchell. They have Trey Sermon, both drafted last year. And I'm they sorry. were both. Did you say Elijah Mitchell? I think Is you meant Elijah? to say Elijah 106. Oh, Elijah 106. I thought you I thought <laughs> I got the name wrong. You yeah, did. we got Elijah you Mitchell. Did. Yeah. Trey Sermon, who was inactive week one, became active because they needed him. And Trey Sermon out with a concussion. Mitchell had a shoulder injury. Hasty's out for six weeks. What the fuck? I heard they're looking at uh Lamar Miller. Uh, yeah. I heard they fucking... signed some dude to the practice squad I've never even heard of. Who's the other guy they're looking at? Um, Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson. Duke yep. Johnson. So. And you know, you, you like the joke to say, oh, what kind of field are they playing on? But I got to thinking, like, could it be the like conditioning coaches or, like, whoever's helping them stretch or getting them working out? Like, could it be their fault, the trainers or whoever? I got to start hitting that TB12 method. It could be something in the Bay Area, like the water. water. Speaking of water, my water in the town I live in is contaminated. E. coli. So what does that mean? So there's like a town-wide, like it's called like a boiling order. Like you got to boil the water if you're going to use it, like to drink. They They recommend not, you know, I mean, I guess you can bathe in it for a little bit if you don't fucking... Yeah, you gotta put flex seal on your mouth right when you shower so or like just don't drink it right and then you know i'm in work today and, and we like this came up sunday and i'm at work today and um there's they're extending the order to like wednesday but yeah then chelsea texted me today and said that they're extending it to friday she told me she's like when you go home pick up some gallons of water from the grocery store and i'm like Damn, I was like, is this kind of serious? She's like, yeah, she's like, we can't change the ice cubes too. Meanwhile, as she's texting me, I'm sipping my ice coffee that I made at home with ice cubes. And I'm like, well, <laughs> this isn't the way I thought I'd go out. So this might be the last podcast I ever do. So, uh, yeah, that's thanks. kind of annoying. Hopefully right. that's over soon. Yeah. I wonder if it's like uh, a cartel poisoning the water supply or something. Oh, it's SpongeBob, obviously. Could be. Um, anyway, back to injury news. So, yeah, the, the 49ers backfield, Jesus Christ. But um, Elijah Mitchell actually is the most likely to keep playing. He had a shoulder problem. 
But he, uh, I, I expect him to play this week. But like I said, Hasty is already out, and Sermon with a concussion might not actually uh, might not play. But I don't know for sure. Jarvis Landry, damn, sprained MCL. He is going to be week to week, but he's not going to be playing week three. Who got him? I think he's on IR. Actually, let me. I, maybe I. Yes, he got moved to IR today. Yeah, moved to IR today. Well, early seeing yeah. comeback of week six. Thank you, Mason. Mm-hmm. Wait, Mason, you got him? Yep. What happens I, now? Uh, Devontae Parker gets started. That's what happens now. <laughs> um, this is the Browns, so I don't know exactly where OBJ stands. But other than that, you're not starting any wide receivers. Peoples-Jones. Uh, that other guy, Bryant. Peoples-Elbow. You don't elbow. even know his name. Anyway. Tyrod Taylor is or Tyrod Taylor is also on IR. Who? Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod. Who? QB of the Texans. Tyrod Taylor. Who? On IR. Shut up. <laughs> I said Tyrod. You assholes. Is it Tyrod or Tyrod? It's Tyrod to me. Tyrod, it is. Tomato. Tyrado. So that's a problem for the Texans. Uh, watch out for Brandon Cooks. Maybe it doesn't matter who's throwing it to him. Maybe it does. Maybe it's Maybelline. Who's wow, their quarterback guys, now? You guys are good. Uh, it's a rookie. I'm trying to find that out now, but you asked too soon. I think his name's like Dirk Mitchell or something. Dirk Nowitzki is their quarterback now. He retired from the NBA. Just wanted to lace up the cleats. Davis. Big skin around. Davis Mills, Davis Mills. And he's going to be playing call- Thursday night. I'm calling him Dirk Mitchell from now on. <laughs> um, yeah. Dirk Mitchell. He's going to lead off Davis week three. <laughs> Dirk Mitchell, that's their guy. What number is he? What number was Dirk? Uh, 10. <laughs> 41. He's uh, number 10. Number 10. Number 10. Ben Roethlisberger dealing with a pectoral injury. Not like the monitor. You kind of need that to throw. Do you? Depends. You're throwing pectoral. (laughs) Huh. Yeah. Um, Baker Mayfield dislocated his non throwing shoulder and they popped it back in to get in there, kid. So. Yeah, but Big Ben is old. And, and he might be done. And he's also not uh, Mike. He is a rapist. So don't forget. Yeah, yeah. We need him to. We need him to come on the pod to confirm that or deny it. I need some truth. Say, hey, you fat sweaty rapist. Are you a fat sweaty rapist? I I wouldn't use those words. Oh no, I would use those words because he's in fact a fat sweaty rapist. Damn. Wow. Truth comes out. Mason mm. two and is feeling bulletproof now. I can say anything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Daryl Henderson has a rib cartilage injury, but they have hope and optimism with him. Dude. And we'll check in again on Friday. Amari Cooper has bruised ribs. He could play go, through that. Go back to Daryl Henderson for a second. Does this mean Sony Michelle is relevant? Oh yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Definitely relevant. Maybe. You think? Yeah, relevant doesn't mean you can start him, but he's relevant because he's the next guy up. 
You think you think if if Henderson goes out, you feel comfortable starting Sony Michelle? You might have to start him, and you got to be okay with it because he should be the guy, and he's not the worst of the worst, right? Uh... It's not like he, they signed Duke Johnson and he's the backup. Only they have Clyde Edwards and Lair. Yeah, we'll get to him in a little bit later. Yeah, don't, don't jump the gun, okay? Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. I almost, I almost, uh, never mind. Zach Hurts has COVID. He does? Yeah. He vaccinated? Yeah. All right, should so be all right. So there's a chance he ha- is a chance he'll be cleared in time to play on Monday night against the Cowboys. I'm oh, he gets to have no symptoms and two negative tests 24 hours apart. Oh, that's not happening. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter because they got Goddard, right? Who? Jimmy's talk. Dallas Goddard. Yeah. They Dallas sucks. playing against Dallas. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, bro. Will Dallas. Fuller. I'm sorry. Pill Fuller is practicing again. Hey, hey, show him some respect. Pill Fuller. I will, he will get my respect if he can play a full season healthy and he is already off to a bad start. LaVisca Chenault injured his shoulder during Sunday's loss to Denver, but he's expected to play. But he's Deontay, also a bum. Dante Johnson avoids a long-term knee injury, but he did injure his knee. Thank God, man. What a dumb, dumb decision by the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're down by nine. Why the fuck do you even have your starters out on the field for the last play of the game? What? Why? Uh, listen to the Patriots radio broadcast. Oh, oh that Why not? explains it. Why not? Because fucking you, someone breathes on Deontay Johnson. He's going to be out. Can I tell you what uh, Mike yeah. Tomlin actually said today about his knee? Yeah, tell me. He said, quote, looking better, not to be confused with great. So. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean, I don't know. How is he supposed yeah, to know? He's listening to the Patriots radio broadcast all night. Oh, my God. Yeah, Deontay Johnson is a walking injury, but at least he usually plays the next game. I mean, can I start him Sunday or not, Susan, is what I want to know. Yeah, of course you can. But are you going to listen to me? Is he playing Sunday? Is what I we mean. don't know. Well, this is supposed to be the news. It's only Tuesday. So? He's got like five more days. Anything could happen. Oh, he can't wait that long. He could uh, be elected president of Nicaragua. Of what? Nicaragua, you dummy. No, no, no. It's a new country. They just opened it. Josh Jacobs, still day to day. He just glosses over that. Uh, Josh Jacobs, still day to day. And you're right about the Duke Johnson, Lamar Miller rumors. They are yeah. uh, bringing them in. And that's all I got, guys. That's it? Andy Dalton got injured. That's all you got, and you can't tell me if Deontay Johnson's playing on Sunday? Dude, Mike Tomlin told you, looking better, not to be confused with great. Mm-hmm. Let's listen yeah, to the that's man. That's right. Just listen to the guy. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say either. I don't know. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's that's the news to keep you current on events here in the NFL, fantasy football. Uh, we're not done talking about week two yet. Wait, I got I, I mean, the last part about Andy Dalton being injured. 
doesn't mean that Fields is going to be the starter from here on out because Nagy said if Andy Dalton is healthy, he's the guy. Not sure how we feel about that. Uh, if I was a Bears fan, I'd want to put bullets in my head. Multiple bullets? Multiple bullets. At the same time or one after the other? Because if you put one in your head, it's going to be hard to put the other one in. Nope. Two at the same time. You go, fuck! Pull the trigger at the same time. Both sides. Both temples. Okay. Three three hours ago. The baby. Three hours ago, Deontay Johnson. It is unclear whether or not this is something that will cause him to miss some time. So fancy managers, meaning you, will have to take a wait and see approach. Wait and see so for what? Wait. See I if his knee begins great. Oh, jeez. Not to be confused with better, though. All right. Um, in case you were. Yeah, it's not great. All right, let's, let's wrap. Let's wrap up week two. I'm tired of week two. Nothing really good happened, but uh, we're we're gonna discuss three things that happened pretty good. And that's the stellar starts of the week. Brought to you by Ready to Rumble Viber. Just finish the job that your man or woman. Started. Started. Who wants to started. start? Who wants to start out of us? Who wants to who wants to start and then who wants to finish the job that that person started? <laughs> I like it. I can start. Go ahead. Okay. You think, so... you think just because you're two and oh you can go first? No. Sounds like I didn't, it. I didn't Sounds say like that. It. Sousa didn't say he wanted to go, so Sousa's not going to go. I mean, I will gladly go second. I have you want to go right now? You want to go? Huh? Let's go. Talk, talk? Let's talk then. You want to talk? Let's talk then, huh? We'll be real. Let's go. You motherfucking linguine lips. Ooh. Yeah, I said it. Whoa. All right. Just go then. Oh, Damn. Oh, sorry. I lost Take it easy, man. Um, so this guy... Is a wide receiver for the Rams. Uh, Robert uh, Woods. No. Van Jefferson. Nope. Tory Holt. No. Isaac uh, Bruce. It's none other than. I'm sorry. Did you say? Yes, I did. In fact, say. What did do? Good question. He, our man, Mr. Cup, okay, he finished with nine receptions on 11 targets, 163 yards, and two fucking gigantic TDs, okay? Resulting in a grand total of 32.3 fantasy points. Now, guys, that's a pretty good game. Am I right? I'd say had a very good game. You could even say had a stellar game. Ooh. Thank you. Wow. Uh, That's true. Tune in next week. Uh, we're wrapping it up after that one, folks, because it's all downhill from that. All right. Susan, I don't know how you how you can follow. Yeah, Coop uh, Cup was good. I'm sorry, but I can do you one better. You can do better than <laughs> I can do better than because I got. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stay. 
Aaron Jones. Ah, shit. Of course, of course. Of course it's Aaron Jones. 17 brushes for 67 yards. Eh, all right. Six receptions for 48 yards. Now we're we're starting to talk here. Over 100 yards from scrimmage. But. But. What's better? What's better than a pair of voluptuous TDs? How about two pairs? Two pairs. That's four. Count them. Four touchdowns. Three through the air. One on the ground. Aaron Rodgers said, fuck last week. I'm about to go off and throw touchdowns. But it wasn't to any receivers. It was to the running back and the tight end, too. And then, of course, he ran one in. So it was the Aaron Aaron Jones show, and there's only one reason why. Because he was going up against Glenn. And Glenn has a history with Aaron Jones. And the only other time Aaron Jones scored four touchdowns was against Glenn. Wait, 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 wait. I have a question. So theoretically, (laughs) theoretically, right? The only times Aaron Jones scores four touchdowns is if he plays Glenn. So what if Aaron Jones is traded to the team that plays Glenn every single week? Every week, yeah. He would break the record and become the most successful running back of all time. I got a st- I got a three trials and control group. We got to do this. Oh, Where's I thought it? you meant to not to make sure Glenn doesn't go to the playoffs. Oh no, I'm just curious. Well, here's the thing. Uh, that that's not possible because the trade deadline's week twelve. Fuck Good point. Right. No, he, there'd be some records broken though. There would, but it'd only be for twelve weeks. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Fuck. Damn. Yep. And, and the rest of the week, and three you already played me. So. Right. Well, I guess there's always next year to find out. Yeah. Yep. What are we gonna do? You know. I don't have much to say about Aaron Jones. All I can say is that uh, Aaron Jones is my daddy. Just call the Yankees my daddies. Just call the Yankees my daddies. Um, that's basically that's basically what it is. And I'd like to say uh, this one didn't hurt as much because I already lost by Monday night. So whatever Aaron Jones was just style points for Sousa. Which gives him more of a resume, gives him a little bit more boost of confidence, knowing that Aaron Jones can do what he just did. But the thing that's is, true. that's the only time he's going to do it. Unless I see you again in the playoffs somehow, and you still have Aaron Jones on your team. True. Yeah, that's um, true. Interesting. Keep that in mind. So that's something to think about. And if you want to pitch that in the trade, I allow you to because it's, it's good information. Yeah. Um, yeah, who you got this week? Amaral? Yep. Don't, t- don't t- talk to him. Um, no, 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 yeah. Aaron Jones, uh, was very stellar. He deserves to be a stellar star of the week. He's not gonna be mine, so I'm not gonna pick him because I'll do one better. Okay, as good as Aaron Jones was, there was someone this week that was simply better. Bye. You can't be serious. Now, I want you to guess who this could possibly be. Bye. Remember who it is. Lamar Miller. My. I'm going to leave the call after Susan just said that. My stellar star of week two is.
Damn, are you still with us? Derek Henry. Beatbox? That was kind of sick. That was um, that was all the noises Derek Henry was making. As he just rattled off 44.7 fantasy points and a half point PPR. Oh, see, the only thing I heard from Derek Henry was the clap of the cheeks that he put on to the uh, – who they play? Seattle. And, Seattle. And I'm not going to lie, Seattle had him in the first half. Derrick Henry looked human. He didn't look like a freak. He didn't look like a king. He looked like he looked like Derrick Henry. Like just, just you call him Derrick Hank. Like that's what he looked like. He wasn't Derrick Henry. He was Derrick Hank. You call him D Hank. That's when Derrick Henry doesn't perform to his standards. You call Derrick Hank D Hank. Yeah, Hank. Nickname Hank for, for sure. Hank. Yeah, we'll call him Dank. So there's a difference between King Henry and Dank. Okay, in the first half, we got Dank. In the second half, we got royalty. The king himself, Derrick Henry, Mr. Boom, 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 went off. He put the team, he literally strapped 10 other guys who was back and carried that team to victory, the Tennessee Titans. Because my guy, my guy, Derrick Henry. We'll start. We'll start with the with the receiving statistics because Derrick Henry. It's not something that he normally does. He doesn't have a lot of receiving stats. Some pass catching back. Oh, he is not. But he had six receptions on six targets for fifty five yards. Not bad. Pretty decent for a running back. You'd like to see those numbers out of a running. Yeah, you back. like that. And then when you look, you look at what he's known for. What he's known for is running the football, guys. And boy. Did he run the football? They gave him 35 tries to run the football. 35. And boy, did he capitalize. 182 rushing yards and a trifecta of TDs. Totaling up, like I said before, 44.7 half-point PPR fantasy points. Yeah, Derek Henry this week, congrats on winning your league. Congrats on winning your matchup, I should say, in week two. Because if you're on a losing team with Derek Henry, you probably went up against Aaron Jones, Cooper Cup, Tom Brady. Yeah, I stopped thinking that way once I had Aaron Jones get me 40 last year and I still lost. Week two. Yeah. Well... But it wasn't just 35 rushing attempts. He touched the ball 41 times. What are we doing? This man is not young anymore, folks. He is an old, elderly, 27, I think. If he's old and and elderly, Mason is in a fucking nursing home. Yeah, what the fuck (laughs) are you trying to say, Sousa? I'm trying to say that Derrick Henry is 27 confirmed. I think he's going to be 28 in January. So he's he's up there, but yet it doesn't matter. And somehow, with all the work that this guy is getting, who is somewhat old for a running back, it doesn't matter. He's he, a beast. He doesn't get hurt. He's a refrigerator. He's a beast. He's a beast incarnate. Touch the ball. He's the king of kings. He is that man, Derrick Henry. And more importantly, he's my stout star of the week. You guys can't have him. No, I never have had him, and I'm jealous. Well, all right. 
Sucks to suck. That was uh, Stellar Stars of the Week. Brought to you by Red Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job. Your man or woman or the Tennessee Titans started. Guys. All right, y'all. You know All right, now, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. And what's cooler than being cool? Ice cold. All right. All right, I was rad. Yep. All right. Are you guys ready? For what? For everyone's favorite segment, baby. Bean, get out of the room. I'm going to scare you. Please get out. Open the door before I throw um, rocks through your window, you dumb hole. Kill yourself. <laughs> um, whoa. Uh, all right, Bean, you got to get out. You're going to get, I'm going to yell and you're going to get scared. Bean, by the way, is his cat. Yeah, Bean's my cat. Love her. She's the best. Yeah. I don't deserve her. I would die for her. Literally sacrifice myself. Yeah, she wouldn't do the same for you. I, you know what? That's fine. I'm not worth it. Nope. Not even at two and zero. Oh. Nope. Nope. Anyway, ahem, it's time for the of the week. Oh my god! Is that why you've been standing this whole time? You've been trying to we'll gear up for it. Gotta set no, yourself up. I'm actually putting laundry away. The chair is just in the way, so you couldn't see me putting it into my into my dresser. Oh, um, <laughs> um, bastard! Uh, that was yes. good. Yeah, I don't. Hey, that's that's what I'm here for. Um, it's fuck of the week, guys. Brought to you by PB and J Lube. If you're gonna get fucked, you might as well use Lube, dude. Monday night, my ass was loaded with PB and J Lube. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it, was, it was like seeping out. Oh, come <laughs> on. Anyway. Like a leaky thanks. faucet. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for that gross mental image. Anyway. Hey, but I used it. Good. Yeah. You needed it this yep. week from between Aaron Jones and My Mike Evans and Tom Brady. Yep. Anyway. So this guy. Uh, let me tell you. I think so. There were a few people this week we were talking about before the pod. Usually, uh, you know, not to give away our editorial secrets, but we talk about, you know, who's going to be the fuck of the week before the pod starts. Uh, And we tossed around a few names, but an all encompassing, because normally we just go by fantasy football standards. But this guy, this guy literally fucking fumbled away (laughs) the game. Okay. That is correct. In addition to the fact that he is Sousa's fuck of the year, looks like it's panning out so far two weeks in, very early still. But this week's fuck of the week is none other than CEH, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. So let's see what he did this week, guys. This guy this week, he had 13 attempts, 13 rushing attempts. 46 yards. Not great. Okay. No receptions at all. And he fumbled on the last drive of the game when the Chiefs literally only had to not put the ball on the ground. 
He fumbled the game away. And because of that, he finished with 2.6 and cost his team the game. And if that's not fuck of the week material, I don't know what is. Um, through two weeks, Clyde Edwards Hilaire has a combined 11.3 fantasy points and half point PPR. Um, Guys, that's, that's not good. Not good. Not good. A lot of people have Clyde as their RB1 on their fantasy teams. And if you do, yep. I'm sorry. I really am. Um, this week, in a crazy Sunday night game, all he had to do was have 4.6 fantasy points. That's it. That's all he had to do. They win the game. Instead, he fumbles. That goes down to 2.6. And uh, Kansas City loses by one. Lamar Jackson gets his first victory against the Kansas City Chiefs. He beats Patrick Mahomes and company on primetime television. And uh, everyone was watching. Everybody. Everybody. Even people who don't even know what football is were watching. Yeah, I was watching. I have no idea what football is. Right. And, um, I mean, Clyde did fuck. All they, had, they were in field goal range. Sure, you're still going to make the kick. So you got to do this, but he took the game away from them. Everything that happened yeah. on Sunday night um, was because of the Chiefs. The failure to stop Lamar Jackson on the run, failure to stop him in the passing game, fumbling the ball, giving the ball away with a pick. It was all in the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but Clyde, he fucked this one up. And I, I, I'm not going to blame the loss on Clyde. Because, like I said, football's a team effort. He was um, just the last one to fuck up. That's all. Right. And that's what people remember. People remember Tony Romo dropping the snap. People remember Russell Wilson throwing the pick to Malcolm Butler. People going to remember Clyde Edwards Hilaire fumbling this football away. Yep. Yep. And what the funny thing is, he that's the first fumble he's lost. That's the first fumble he's had this, in his career, NFL. Wow. No fumbles people, last and year. And now, because of that one game, people are calling him to be benched. Chiefs fans yeah. are outraged. Chiefs fans all over the world are saying he's a bum. He needs to be in the doghouse yep. because he fumbled for the first time in a loss and, and cost him a loss in week two. That will not really hurt the Chiefs' potential to go to the Super Bowl that much. Well, I mean, here's the thing. It could start a losing streak. Chiefs might be lucky if they win another game because of the fumble. But they also, win. I guess they, you're right. You, you know? have to think of it from this way, too. Uh, Baltimore is a team that they're potentially going to see in the playoffs. And if playoffs. If, if they well, – yeah, playoffs. Playoffs? Uh, if Clyde yeah. Edwards-Alaric keeps fumbling the ball, there ain't going to be no playoffs. Well, listen. They should just cut them. Baltimore and Kansas City finish with the same record – Baltimore has that tiebreaker now, and Kansas City has to go to Baltimore to play them again. So, just There's for like, thought. You see, in life, let me, let me try to break this down in terms that listeners can understand. In life, there's just certain things that you love to see. This, not one of them. I would even go to the extent to say, that this Kansas City Chiefs loss and this Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fumble 
him being the fuck of the week for your fantasy team, it's something that you hate to see. Yeah. And an honorable mention would have been Alvin Kamara, who has higher expectations and didn't do that much better. I mean, but yeah, the fact eight, that Clyde cost him the game. Right. I mean, because Alvin in fantasy, Kamara, but in real life on prime if, time. If you ask Saints fans, Alvin Kamara gets a pass because his team sucks. It's not, you know, not because he rushed eight times and you know he only fell forward for 15 feet. You know, that's that's not that's not how it works. Okay. So Alvin right. Kamara gets a pass this week because Clyde Edwards Alaire cost the reigning defending AFC championships. Probably the biggest game of the season, week two, in my opinion. Name a bigger game to this point. Can't. 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 Yeah, it's on Clyde. He's fucking weak. Possibly fucking the year. You think he listens? Possibly fucking the career, if that's even an award we can give somebody. Fuck of the career. Fuck of the career. Fuck, Fuck of the franchise. Fuck of the franchise. But fuck of the career as in rear. Like butt. Ooh. Oh, mm. okay. Yeah. Mm. We'll, work, yeah. we'll work on that. We'll work yeah, on that. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Anyway, that was fuck of the week. Brought to you by PB and J Lube. If you're gonna get fucked, you might as well use Lube. Right. Right. Now, if you listened last week to our podcast, you know that it was just me and my co-host Mason Boyd. Because mm. our very special guest, Matt Souza. Had better things to do than to show us. It's weird how he only shows up on the podcast after he wins a game, you know, and then maybe if he loses this week, we won't see him next week. Maybe, you know, if he wins. Maybe. Maybe. It's all right. Maybe, guys. It's all right. Well, but what I did promise if you were listening last week is that we would wait for our very special guest to be on the episode for a little segment we like to call Gas or Cash. Now, gentlemen. The way this works is I'm going to list off players in the NFL, football players, okay? Oh. Football players. I'm going to list them off by name. I'm going to say what they've done in the first two weeks of the season. And I want you guys to tell me, is it just gas? Like, did it just, did it just, you know, like out of, out of their butthole and, and it felt relief for the first two weeks? Is it something, like, that we can rely on? Is it, or is it cash? Can we, can we invest in it? Can we put all our chips into this basket for this player? Mm-hmm. Gas is bad. Cash is good. When you fart, it's bad. When you make money, it's good. Makes sense, right? Makes sense. Correct. All right. Start it off. Week two, gas or cash? Let's hear it. First player I got in this list. As a quarterback, he's actually the only quarterback on this list. And I'm talking about the quarterback for the undefeated 2-0. Oakland Raiders. Derek Carr scored 24 fantasy points in week one versus Baltimore, followed up by 24.18 fantasy points week two versus Pittsburgh. You could argue two wins. Two great fantasy performances against two AFC North powerhouses. Gentlemen, is this gas or cash? Whew, that's a good one to start off. Um, All I got is good ones. It's, it's, it's something. I, I got to say, 
Cash. I got to lean on the side of Cash because he didn't go against a piss poor defense or anything. He started um, week one against Baltimore, and they can p- apply some pressure. But um, no, it might not be the best defense, but week two at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh has got a good defense. And it didn't matter. He still laid his cock on the table. No interceptions that game. Just 382 yards, another two-touchdown game. And he's making it work. He's getting rugs back involved. He's getting Darren Waller, all the targets in the world. And even Brian Edwards entering the fold because now that you got Rugs in his second year, right? Yep. And Brian Edwards is a rookie this year, actually. Yep. No, no, I'm sorry. No, they're both two-year receivers. They've already they've already played one year. So the receiving core is a little bit of upgrade with experience. And I mean Derek Carr. Let's not forget Hunter Renfro in the slot. Hunter Renfro in the slot. How can you forget Hunter Renfro in the slot? Right. There's one thing you can't forget. It's Hunter Renfro in the slot. Right now he's QB 10 and he's never finished. At QB 10, he's always finished outside of the 10, top 10. But he's looking hot. I would invest a little bit of money. It's not – I don't think it's gas. Mason. He's got Miami next week. Should be um, pretty good. I'm going to go gas, okay? And the reason mm-hmm. why is because, uh, number one, Baltimore's defense uh, I don't think is as good as it has been in the past. Uh, they've lost some significant pieces with the departure uh, on their line with the departure of like Matthew Judon, the Patriots. Obviously, they lost, I think, their top two corners due to injuries. Uh, Marcus Peters, I think, is out for the first six weeks of the season. Um, or is he out for the whole season? Regardless, he's not there right now. Uh, and Pittsburgh did not have TJ Watt for the majority of that game. And, I, and that defense runs through him. Devin Bush also didn't play. Yes. So, look, hmm. on paper, you see Baltimore and Pittsburgh, you say, oh, those are two good teams, two good defenses. Derek Carr finished very good numbers against both those defenses. But when you take a closer look, I think that this is gas. Also, when you look at the remaining schedule for Derek Carr, he plays some pretty decent defenses, okay? So, I don't know. I am not super confident in him going forward. And I could also be because we've seen this before from him. He has stretches where he performs very well, but he's not consistent. And even when he makes – he has good weeks fantasy-wise, you can see – when you watch the games, that there is always the chance for him to revert back to having a loaded diaper. We saw it many times this week where he missed wide open throws to Darren Waller in the flat. So I'm going gas. Um, I'm going well to give my input before we move on to the next person. Derek Carr. I'm going to say cash with a little bit of a warning. Okay. The way this, the Las Vegas Raiders offense has been working through the first two games is through Derek Carr. I believe they're at their best when the ball is in Derek Carr's hands rather than deferring to the run with Josh Jacobs 
and uh, Kenyon Drake. Darren Waller is their best playmaker. You have the, you have the deep threat of Henry Ruggs. Talked about Hunter, Renf- Hunter Renfro on the slot and uh, Brian Edwards emerging two as a wide receiver two for them. Derek Carr can be a viable fantasy option. It's just about staying consistency, and that's the thing that Mason brings up. I think you should be owned in all leagues. You shouldn't be on anybody's waiver wire. I think you should stash them on your team, even if you have a quarterback that you prefer starting over Derek Carr, because there is that chance that in the next upcoming weeks, if Derek Carr continues to do what he's been doing, he can be a set-it-and-forget quarterback. Next week's going to be a big test against Miami. Miami is forced to turn over in like their last however many games. I know, and I, I know it's like over double digits. Um, so we'll see what he does against them at home. I think it's at home. It is. It's in Vegas. Okay, that was the first one. Vegas. Well, but we got more. Okay. Vegas. Next, my next player is a wide receiver, and he plays. For the Baltimore Ravens. I'm talking Hollywood Brown. In week one, he had 16.4 fantasy points and half point PPR against Oakland, the Raiders. And then on Sunday night football, he had 20.3 fantasy points against Kansas City. Is Hollywood Brown gas or cash? Mason, you want to go or? Uh... I do want to go. However, I want to look. At... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you look. Yeah, I'm gonna. All right. Okay. While he looks, Susie, do you want to go? I'm gonna say cash. Oh, I'll put more money in this investment. Ooh. I I like what I'm seeing. He's been a disappointment. Yeah. The first two years of his career is he's entering his third year and he's off to a hot start. I think. Some of it has to do with Sammy Watkins, who's new to the team, uh, taking some def- defenders away from, from possibly covering Hollywood. Uh, same thing with, with uh, Mark Andrews as well. So they have a better passing attack. The defense has to worry about more, more people. And he's making, his, he's making some good um, strides in not only being a deep threat, you know, catching some shorter shorter routes too. I I, I don't know. I, I like what I'm seeing. You can't ignore the the ten targets last week, six targets week one. That's uh, so so, but ten targets is freaking great for 100 yards, touchdowns in every week. We are relying on Lamar Jackson's throwing ability for Hollywood Brown, which is not something you really want to rely on, but at this moment in time. You got to like what you're seeing. And we all know he was good. That's why he's been such a disappointment because we had such high expectations from him. And now he's starting to return on those expectations. That's the thing. And I'm going to add on that. I think, um, I think you can cash in on Hollywood Brown as well. Um, in his rookie year, Lamar's MVP season, he showed flashes of him being a very explosive, dynamic receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, year two, following an MVP season from Lamar, you think it's going to get better. You think Hollywood Brown's going to be like Tyreek Hill 2.0, and he comes way short of that. In these first two weeks of the 2021 season, he is now living up to expectations. And the expectations before the season started, you might have thought of Hollywood Brown from last year. And if you snagged him in your draft this year, he's blowing your expectations away because you probably have him as a flex. Yeah. So – 
I mean, cash in on him now because if you have him as a flex, that means you got two receivers who are better than him. I mean, on paper. So yeah, Hollywood Brown. Um, yeah, I, I would go cash with uh, with regards to nice with regards to where you snag him in the draft. Like you said, Glenn, I think most people drafted him as probably a flex a flex play. Um, but I think he has the potential to have wide receiver two upside. Um, the problem with him is, and I think we saw this last year, is that you know his he's not he doesn't always string together a lot of receptions. So I think he relies a lot on big play capability and touchdowns, which is always a little bit risky uh, for any receiver or any player, really. But I think if he can string together and be a bit more consistent, like like he has this year so far, uh, you know, I think that he can be a pretty good player on your team. Yeah. So let's get a big cha-ching for all of us picking cash for Hollywood Brown. Moving on to the next person on our list, guys. We're going to turn back the clocks, okay? We're going to turn back the clocks because in two weeks, this guy is playing like it's 2014, like it's 2013, like it's 2011, like it's 2012, like it's the first six, seven years of his career. This gentleman... is Rob Gronkowski. Oh. 25 points in week one versus the Cowboys. 17.9 points against Atlanta in week two. He has caught two touchdowns in each of his first two games. Is, is this gas or is this cash? What's going on with Gronk? Is he the best tight end to ever live again? Give me cash. I'm cashing that shit in. Because here's the deal, right? As far as tight ends go, tight ends are incredibly inconsistent. And I think Gronk has shown uh, the past few weeks that he's not really a big, he's not really a huge yard getter, right? But you don't need that from him because Gronk still with his size is a valuable, valuable red zone target. You know that he has a relationship with Brady. Brady's going to look to him. Time and time again, we've seen it. Brady has forced him the ball repeatedly throughout his career. So at the very least, especially considering what tight ends, what the space of tight ends are, Gronk is cash. Also, he looks very healthy, which is great. So Yeah, I agree. I mean, with all those targets there, we saw what it's like to have so many mouths to feed when Evans got nothing in week one and then Antonio Brown got nothing in week two. Gronk has been the consistent one. Two touchdowns in both games. Maybe you're not going to get two touchdowns every week. And Chris but... Godwin. Yeah, Godwin's been consistent too. Um, but maybe probably not going to get two touchdowns every week, but still eight targets week one, five targets week two. He, was, he averaged 75% snap percentage all of last year, 75%. So far this year, he's averaging like 85% snap percentage. So that's a, that's a boost. And and he, he seemed to be, last year, more delegated to blocking. While now, he's out there making plays like he is the old Gronk. And I, I, I just agree with all of Mason's points as well. 
yeah, about that rapport. Short and sweet, I'm going to say cash. Mason hit the nail on the head with the side end position. After the first three or four guys, and it's not even the same three or four guys anymore because uh, in two weeks, George Kittle hasn't been George Kittle. Um, it, it's a big drop-off. The fact that a guy like Gronk, who was drafted mid-tier tight end, is now going off as a top three tight end is kind of scary. And if they continue to target him in the red zone like this, it's going to get even more scary. Don't be surprised if Ron Gronkowski finishes his tight end one this year. Crazy shit. Don't be surprised. I mean, Kelsey's obviously a beast. His first two games are outstanding as well, even more. But if they keep, I mean, if you keep up with the pace, he's going to shatter his own record. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Cash in on Rob Gronkowski. Cha-ching around the board. Ching. Number four on our list is a wide receiver. We're going back to wide receivers now. This wide receiver is a highly talented rookie. Okay. The Bengals' first-round draft choice in Jamar Chase. 18.4 points in week one versus Minnesota. 12.4 points week two versus Chicago. Two touchdowns in two weeks. Is this gas or is it cash? Susie, you want me to go again first? You can go. All right. Um, I'm going. I'm going cash here as well on Jamar Chase. My thing is right. I think going into the season, you know, there was that. Uh, there was a lot of, he had a lot of game with a lot of drops in the preseason. I'm pretty sure. So people had a lot of question marks looking at that, but I think he's kind of put those concerns to bed over the first two weeks. Personally, obviously we know about the rapport that he has with Joe Burrow. That's well-documented as well. Uh, so Joe obviously likes throwing to him. And I think depth wise, we can say for sure Maybe not T. Higgins. I think T. Higgins is probably the number one there still. Uh, but Jamar Chase has definitely eclipsed Tyler Boyd because I think a lot of people viewed Tyler Boyd consider uh, taking quite a significant chunks of, of targets potentially away from Chase uh, over the over the duration of the season. But so far, that hasn't really come to fruition. And uh, you know, Chase has has played as advertised. He's been good. So. I, I look for him to improve. I think Joe Burrow will probably only improve as season goes on as well. Obviously coming back from the knee injury. So I'm buying in on him. Oh, that is gas, folks. That is what you just heard. Oh, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not buying in yet. I think it's still so early and I'm not quite convinced yet. Like Mason said, there was a lot of preseason hysteria about him, about him just not looking good in camp and dropping passes. And then out, admittedly saying that it's harder to catch an NFL football because there's not white stripes on the ball. Very scary stuff, only to show up in week one and drop 100 yards in a touchdown. That's great. That was great. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of points fell from the sky against uh, Minnesota when they played him. But this week... He had one, one play that saved the entire week, a 42-yard touchdown. Aside from that 42-yard touchdown, he had one catch for 12 yards. And touchdowns are the hardest stat to project. Oh. And if you're going to rely on four targets 
this week, two receptions against with Joe Burrow as your quarterback, who has not looked been looking the greatest lately. I just I need to see it more. Now Souza can't say that one play without because that one play did happen, and that's all it takes in fantasy to get those points. However, I'm gonna agree with you. Gas first wow. two weeks of Jamar Chase. Okay. Uh, my favorite receiver on the Cincinnati Bengals is T. Higgins. Uh, I think it's very clear that he has a skill set. He has a repertoire with uh, Joe Burrow after last season. He's the guy, and he's, he's a dynamic playmaker. Jamar Chase is definitely a talent. Definitely uh, got some playmaking ability. Definitely a deep threat. He's going to have his fair share of big plays, but consistency is key in fantasy football. We'll just be able to maintain for 17 weeks as the season goes on. I think not. And I think it's going to happen less than more often. There's going to be weeks where Chase goes off. There's going to be weeks where Chase is just, damn, shouldn't have started him. That's what, uh, that's what I'm saying, gas right now. For week two, you talk to me week, week five, and he still does this shit, you might have to turn off the burner a little bit and we got to start taking out the wallet. Because he might be cash. For week two, he's gas. Next is a running back. Okay. Now, this running back has been the best running back on his team. And you might not predict this going into the 2021 NFL season. Through two weeks, this running back, has outplayed his counterpart. This running back is Tony Pollard, Dallas Cowboys. No. Week one, at 6.3 points against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, but last week, popping off against the L.A. Chargers for 21 and a half fantasy points and a half point PPR. Leading rusher, nice rushing touchdown. Is Tony Pollard gas or cash? Man, Tony Pollard. Uh, I got to say gas. I got to say gas. And I don't know. Maybe he's got, maybe he's just gotten lucky with uh, at least this last week having a really nice game over 100 yards and a touchdown. But at the same time, you're talking about a guy whose snap percentage has been 24% week one, week one, 34% week two. They're still using Zeke the majority of the time. And Zeke is still getting the majority of the touches. He's out touching Pollard. Pollard managed to get more efficiency his past couple of weeks, but Zeke's still the guy. He's out there the most, and I think they trust him the most too. It's been unfortunate past couple of weeks, but – Zeke's still the guy. He has to be, right? Here's the thing. I will agree with you. Zeke is still the guy. I'm not saying that because I own him in multiple leagues. I'm not saying that because I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm saying he's still the guy because, like you said, snap percentage, he beats him. Touches, he beats him. Although Tony Pollard is being efficient, which is great, um, Zeke is going to have more opportunities. And I can't bet against volume in fantasy football especially on a high-powered offense like the Dallas Cowboys. I will say this, however. 
Tony Pollard is cash. Okay. If you don't own him as a Zeke owner and he's not on your team and he's and somebody else is just holding him on a bench spot, maybe I think Tony Pollard is viable enough to be a starter as a flex going forward. Because wow. going going into this season, Mike McCarthy stated the days of grounding and pounding Ezekiel Elliott aren't really necessary when you have a dynamic back like Tony Pollard who can be a change of pace back, you know, just just someone else who might have fresh legs coming into the game after Zeke's run a couple times and who brings a different dynamic, whether it's a pass-catching game or even running the football. Zeke is still the guy you're paying him to be because he is out there for snap prep, snap percentages. He is out there on the last drives of the game. He's your best pass protector as far as running backs go. Overall, he's the best back. Tony Pollard, though, and what he's shown, how efficient he's been in the games he played, and if he gets opportunities like he has been, why not? Why not roll him out there? I, I feel I might feel more comfortable starting a Tony Pollard than I do uh, a Zach Moss or a Devin Singletary. I might feel more comfortable starting Tony Pollard than I do a uh, James Conner or even a Chase Edmonds. Like, I just think he's a playmaker, and he's got moves. I'm cashing in on Tony P. And I've said this since his rookie year. He's good. As, as, a, as a fantasy owner of Zeke Elliott, it's frustrating. I get it because you've seen what Zeke can do in the past. You've seen he can be bell cow, rushing leader, can have big games with 30-plus points. I just think, although Zeke is still an RB1, Tony Pollard's going to make plays for this offense, and it, it's going to be the best thing for the Dallas Cowboys. At the end of the day, the Cowboys are going to do what's best for the Cowboys, not what's best for your fantasy team. Cash. Yeah, it's tough, it's um, tough two weeks in because he, he didn't touch the ball much in week one, but he did in week two. So it's like, how's he going to end up being? Uh, I, okay, this is, this is really tough because – I like Tony P. I think he's I think he's a very skilled back, and I think on any other team, he'd be the starting running back uh, because I think he's good. Um, but the problem is, obviously, he's behind Zeke. And though he did have a good game last week, I have to err on the side of gas <laughs> uh, because I just don't think that – he can maintain that level of efficiency. Um, obviously, Zeke is going to have the majority of the snaps and the plays there. So Tony Pollard is going to have a significant less amount of plays that he is able to make into, uh, you know, long runs and long catches and scores. So you would have to have him be extremely efficient in order, uh, you know, for me, for me to buy in as in like, like I said, I think he's talented. I don't think he's a bad player, but in the sense of fantasy, in the sense of fantasy football, I don't think that you can put him in your lineup consistently um, because of just, how Zeke is basically the bell cow there. Uh, but I will say that if you have Zeke, you need to have him 
on your bench at the very least. You need to have, you need to own him because if you don't, I don't think, I don't think his situation is like a lot of other running back situations in the league where, you know, uh, you know, like for example, let's say, uh, I don't know, uh, Derrick Henry gets, gets hurt or something. Right. Okay. Or, or, you know, any of the star guys, uh, I don't think like Tony Pollard has the opportunity to step in. And I think when he has the carries to do what Z can do, because I think he's that good, but I don't think you can say that about a lot of other guys in the league. So that's why if you have Tony, if you have Zeke, you need Tony Pollard, but I wouldn't um, consistently start him. Yeah. He's definitely, definitely the most valuable handcuff along with uh, Kareem Hunt. Um, yeah, I, I I understand what you're saying about efficiency. I just think he can do it. I just think I you know it's it's it, call it maybe I'm not calling I'm not going to compare him to Alvin Kamara, but call it an Alvin Kamara situation. I just think when the ball's in Tony P's hands, he's going to make the most out of it. So yeah, moving on. Uh, okay. Wide receiver on a not very good team, but has had pretty good weeks back to back. That's right. Where have you heard this before? Oh, yeah. It's Marvin Jones Jr. 16.2 points week one versus Houston, 14 and a half points week two versus Denver. Is Marvin Jones Jr. gas or cash? He's cash. Oh, cash money, baby. Yeah, I think he's cash too, honestly. Cash, money, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Marvin Jones Jr. is a vet. He's a pro. He's a pro's pro. And if you're a rookie quarterback, who are you going to like targeting? Who are you going to like targeting the most? Guys you can rely on. Vets like Marvin Jones Jr. As it's shown in the first two weeks of the NFL season. I think Marvin Jones has the most upside out of all wide receivers on Jacksonville. I'm talking DJ Chark. I'm talking LaVishka, Chenault. Marvin Jones has always been a touchdown getter. Through two weeks here in Jacksonville, he's doing the damn thing. And he's a guy you can trust. He's coverage you can count on. He's like a good news channel. He's like a good lawyer. Someone you can put your faith into. Somebody I'm putting my money into. That's why I'm calling him Cash. I like him. I mean, he's Nine targets week one, 11 targets week two. He's always had that touchdown potential in, in Detroit, being the guy that you can just throw to the back of the end zone. He'll jump up and catch it. And he's been showing it in Jacksonville. So I got to say cash too. Yeah, I, I go cash too, uh, mostly because, like Susan said, I think he's probably the most consistent wide receiver there. Uh, and like you said, Glenn, he's, he's a savvy vet. He's been there. Uh, he's been in the league for long, for quite a f- long time now. So he knows how shit works. Obviously, uh, Lawrence has some sort of rapport with him, a little bit of trust more so than he has with LaVisca Chenault or DJ Chark. Um, and I think Marvin Jones gets overlooked. I think he's actually relatively talented as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the problem is that he was on – a Cincinnati Bengals team that wasn't very good when he was there. Right. And when he was in Detroit, he was overshadowed by Kenny Galladay. 
And now he's kind of by himself in, uh, in Jacksonville and he's kind of the guy there. So, I mean, is he going to give you the numbers that he's been giving you consistently? Maybe not, but um, he's had that problem throughout his whole career where, you know, one week he gives you 20 points next week he gives you two. Um, but I think as far as where you drafted him, you know what I mean? Like that's cash all day. You know, you were taking a flyer on him probably signing there with a new team, but it looks like through the first few weeks of the season, he can at the very least be a consistent flex option with wide receiver two upside. I like him. Cha-chings are on the board. All cash on Marvin Jones Jr. Next, another wide receiver. This guy is the number one wide receiver, it appears, San Francisco 49ers. I'm talking Debo Samuel. Week one, he had 27.4 points against the Detroit Lions. Week two comes back with 13.1 against Philadelphia. Debo Samuel, is it gas or is it cash? And why is it cash? It's cash. Cash money. Fidebo. 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 He's always been good, but he's always been hurt. Right. And with Ayuk out of the equation, essentially, being uh, almost doghoused in his own right as a wide receiver, you don't really see that, but it happened to him. Debo is the man, and he's proven it, and he's just – as long as he can stay healthy, fingers crossed. I mean, he's getting the targets, the receptions, the yardage. Had a great game last week without a touchdown. I mean, you set it and forget it. Susan, real, Susan, real quick. If somebody had a gun to your fucking head and said, quick, quick, I'm going to blow your fucking brains out. you got to pick one for the rest of the season. Debo Samuel or George Kittle? Who are you picking? Debo. Debo. Susan's Debo. going to die on that. Um, I go cash, too. I mean, you know, I think Debo has – well, we've talked about this before. Uh, Debo's a good wide receiver, obviously. He just, just had injury concerns uh, the past few years. I mean, now that he's kind of established himself, and like you said, Ayuk is out of the picture, I mean – why not Debo? Especially since Why not? George Kittle hasn't really done much. And That's he's what? been healthy. You know what I mean? So Debo's a playmaker. That's for sure. His playmaking capability is very good. Um, and like you said, anytime a wide receiver can put up good numbers and not score a touchdown, you know, it it's impressive. So I'm I'm cashing on Debo. Especially with Ayuka picture now. Things around the board for Debo Samuel. Last but not least, gentlemen, this might be the most interesting one, okay? Last but not least is a running back. A running back who in week one put up 7.7 fantasy points. You say, eh, it's, not, it's not good, it's not bad. For him, might be good. Might be potential. And then he comes back week two and drops 21.4 fancy points. Now, the app says he's a running back. I've always known him as a wide receiver, but he can play running back too. I'm talking about Corduroy Patterson. Let's is this, go. Is this gas or is this cash? 
Are we cashing in on Corduroy Patterson? Do we do we do we trust Mike Davis that much to where that Corduroy Patterson can't be the man? Um, Patterson is in my portfolio. I've already invested in him. I spent seven fab dollars on him. Oh, and he's shit. in my lineup right now. Oh, it's better than Russell Gage. Oh, better than the Russell fix is Gage. In. Corduroy has always had a place in my heart ever since I drafted him in like the third round when he was on the Vikings. Uh, in his second year, I think, because he had a flashy rookie year, and then I drafted him kind of high the year after. Had a nice game one, week one. I, I remember it. I know this guy's career, okay? And then he completely fell off. And he's like, what, is he a running back now? What the fuck's this guy doing? Pause Never real, relevant. Pause real quick. We got the president of the Derrick Henry fan club. We got president of the Christian McCaffrey fan club. Right here, Matthew Souza is president of the Corduroy Patterson fan club. Not quite as uh, good of a club as Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey, but uh, we're recruiting. It could be. It could be. No, um, I'm looking not. right here. His snap percentage, 33% both weeks. So he's he's on the field one in every three plays, which is not that great. Davis is still the lead guy, but Davis isn't the best kind of running back. He's a running back who could be threatened by a talented guy behind him. And right now, Corduroy is proving his worth. You cashing um, in on him or not? I'm cashing in. Mason. He's cash. Um. Okay. <sighs> See, look. It's just. It just for me is like, Corduroy Patterson's it. always been a gadget guy, so it's weird to think that he could possibly <laughs> be, like, I don't know, super consistent. I don't. It's just. It's just a weird concept for me. But it, just say but it, it, Mason. It's it gas. Seems, Oh, yeah, I think it's gas, man. And and look, honestly, I could be dead wrong, right? And maybe seventh season's the charm for Corduroy Patterson. <laughs> Ninth season. <laughs> Whatever. It's even worse. Fucking decade. <laughs> yeah, guy's been in the league for a decade. Now he's going to start being uh, running back slash wide receiver one. Uh, no, um, no, no, we're not saying that. We're just saying, can you invest in it? Can he be a no, guy no, that I you know, can put in your starting lineup like Susan is this week? I mean, could you put him in your starting lineup? Yes, because ultimately, I think he has more upside than Mike Davis. So, yeah, I guess from that perspective, yes, you can put him in your lineup. So, but is he going to consistently give you fucking 21 points? No, no. No. <laughs> So gun to your head, guy robs you and says, we're going to fucking book one. Mike Davis, a corduroy person. Oh, uh, corduroy Patterson, all day. You're picking corduroy. Wow. Really? I think, I I think Mike surprised. Davis sucks, okay? I'll be honest. I think he blows. <laughs> are you not forgetting how – are you not forgetting Mikey 101 last year? I don't give a fuck. I mean, he stepped right I – I couldn't even – with a helmet on, I couldn't even tell who was playing, whether it was Christian McCaffrey or Mike Davis. Shut up, please. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. Cash, we said investment. I think you have to – if you can get him, you have to have him. Don't have to start him, but I think he's worth owning because you never know. He could take the job. And in some leagues, he's wide receiver eligible, not just mm-hmm. a running back like he is in ESPN. So mm-hmm. he could be useful in, in your lineup that way too. That's true. Right, I mean, at the very least, he could be a good flex play. So – 
that was uh that was week two gas or cash we'll bring it back as the season goes on a little bit as we see a couple weeks down the road maybe but now we're on to the pigskin the pigskin pick'em and if you haven't already what are you doing join the group on espn.com pigskin pick'em we're called the stellar seller podcast it's free to join all you gotta do is Make an entry, go up against all of us. And if you get that number one spot, if you beat out myself, my co-host, my very special guest by the end of the season, by the end of week 18, you're going to win the grand prize. You're going to win the very special grand prize, a grand prize that no one has ever seen before. There hasn't even been a grand prize like this. A prize that is so prestigious and honorable, only one person can wield it and it could be you it's not gonna be me because i'm in fourth place right now but it's only week three yes so uh looking at the at the standings here someone surpassed me but we don't know who it is number one are you poopy picks only mason i am i am poopy picks only all right so we got espn 47 32 56 96 picks five here so, Mr. ESPN 47-32-56-96, you need to let us know who you are. So, uh, shoot us a DM. Shoot me a text if you got my number. If you got, you know, just just, just let us know so I know I can match a face to the name. Yeah. Because I want to know yeah. how, how good my competition is, who I'm going up against. I see we got T-Bone 1995. I know that's my boy, Jake Aronson. We got Fryer. I know that's Nick Fryer. Um, we got Matt Suzuka. That's probably somebody's very special <laughs> guest. We got both of these. We got Craig. And then we got Darius Pick. Who appears to have missed a week. Not good if you're trying to win that grand prize. I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off. Why are you I'm tied off? in fourth with you and Fryer. But you can see you and Fryer, 19 correct picks, 13 incorrect picks. I have 19 correct picks and 12 incorrect picks i checked check this week and the lions green bay game there was no box highlighted red or green indicating that i was right or wrong it was all gray i know i fucking picked that game Mm. i picked the packers i even wrote in what the total score would be Mm. and it's not giving me credit and that's bullshit because i would have got it right and i'd be tied for third you know what happens you know what happens i think if you don't miss the podcast last week i think you're able to make that pick but because you're you probably right, because you weren't on the show, karma caught up to you and uh, brought you down a game. So uh, technically, you have a half game lead on us. I think it just goes by how many win points you get. So we're all tied. So that's your mm-hmm. fault. Well, who would you want to pick? The Packers. The Packers. Of course, the Packers. You're Lions fan. Lions suck. Lions suck. Yep. But Matt Stafford's good. Oh. All right. So this week, <clears throat> we're gonna make our picks for Week Three. Thursday night, we got the 2-0. Sam Donald-led Carolina Panthers going up against Houston Texans and their starting quarterback, none other than Dirk Mitchell. Yeah, Davis Mills. Um, Yeah, him too. Leading off the week, week Thursday night game, it's going to be a doozy. Sam Donald, Davis Mills. Um, who are we picking? Panthers. You're I'm not gonna. 
I'm not going to bet on Davis Mills. You're going to bet against Dirk Mitchell, huh? Yep, even if he does have Brandon Cooks as his wide receiver. Give me Dirk Mitchell in the Houston Texans at home on Thursday night. Mason? Um, I'm t- I'm taking the I'm taking the Panthers. Oh. Oh, so you're going to bet against Dirk Mitchell too. Yep. Um, yeah, uh what did I call him? Dirk? Dirk Mitchell? Dirk. Dirk, Dirk Mitchell. Dirk. That's Dirk Mitchell. Yep. I'm betting against Dirk. Sorry, Dirk. All right. Stick to basketball. Well, two L's for you guys right there. Let's move on to Sunday as we get the Washington football team coming off a big Thursday night win that they shouldn't have won against the Buffalo, 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 Buffalo Bills. Bills get their first win last week in dominating fashion over Miami Dolphins. I'm picking the Bills to win again against Washington. Washington isn't a good football team. They should be 0-2 right now, but they're not. The only thing that's good about them is Terry McLaurin. That's about it. Defense defense is overrated. They could not pressure one of the worst offensive lines in the league last week and get to Daniel Jones. Instead, Daniel Jones ran wild. Daniel Jones let loose. And Daniel Jones is the number four quarterback in fantasy right now because of the Washington football team. What do we think Josh Allen's going to do to them if Daniel Jones did that shit last week? Give me the Bills. Give me the Bills. Bills. Chicago Bears, one and one, getting their first win of the season over the Cincinnati Bengals last week. Going against the Cleveland Browns, who got their first win of the season. Browns. That's all. That's, that's it. That's yeah, Browns. It's Browns. Browns. Give me a reason why I wouldn't pick the Browns, Susan. You can't. Because Baker's not that good. What? That's not quarterback. I'm sorry. What? Cleveland, Susan. Come on, man. Bears D. Did you just disrespect the spokesperson? Oh, this the D. Bottle? No free ads. I'm just saying. No, you no asked. Free. Hashtag no free heads. Um, up next, Baltimore Ravens picking up the, the win in the game of the year uh, so far. They're one and one. Yeah. I mean, why can't they be two and one against the Detroit Lions? Right? Yeah, they're going to win. Yeah, I'm picking the Ravens. I mean, it's a no brainer. It's easy matchups this week. Jesus. Give me a fucking challenge. I don't know. I, I, I foresee that. There's a plenty of potential for some upsets. Like what? Like the Colts against the Titans? You see what Derrick Henry did last week? Yeah. Yeah. So well, he didn't do that week one when they lost. Yeah, they, they, they played uh, Kyle Murray. Kyle yeah, Murray's playing know. like an MVP. Hey, what do you expect from me, huh? What hey, do you think what are you doing? Hey, throwing a bottle of beetle. Hey, what are you doing? Can I get a little hey. motherfucking in it? They're in the pajamas. Hey. We're going we're gonna to start it up. We're going to start it up. Vinny, listen to me. We're going to start it up with a little motherfucking clams casino. Then we're going to go to the pasta island mall. Going to go to the Gabagool. And to the Super Set. Finally. Finally. Finish off with a little gelato for the kids. Oh, oh my God. This is a fantasy football podcast. I'm taking the Titans. Taking the Titans. I'm also taking the Ravens. I don't know if I said that. 
Yeah, I'm taking the Titans too. All right. Um, Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert, going to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. See, this could be a game where the Chargers can win. Are you serious? Swear to God. They couldn't even beat the Cowboys when only put up 17 points. You think they're going to beat the Chiefs? Uh, I don't know. No. Chiefs. You know why? Because Clyde's going to be benched, and they're not going to hand the ball <laughs> off. To him. Uh, Chiefs. Yeah, right. Chiefs. 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 Then you got the Chiefs. New Orleans. And then you got the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. When I was back in New Orleans, I wanted to work my way up to Foxborough so I could see the Patriots play. New Orleans. 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 New no, That's the noise he makes. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm picking the um, Saints, guys. I don't know. What? This is a game. Bats. I'm telling you. This is the week. You don't know who's going to win. Did I not just tell you that Alvin Kamara ran forward for 15 feet? Yeah, you told me. Yeah, the Patriots run defense for a bounce sucks. Back. Come on, man. Patriots at home? Mac Jones? Yeah, the Patriots at home? They're at uh, home. Uh, yeah. The they got to be. Patriots are going to win. Kidding me? Uh, Atlanta Falcons are 0-2. New York Giants are 0-2. Something's got to give. Someone's going to be 0-3. It's going to be the Giants. No, the Giants are winning. Listen. Falcons. That's what I'm Listen, talking about. This I'm is gonna, sick of I'm sick of looking at the paper team of, of Falcons. Oh, they got they got this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy. It doesn't fucking matter. They got Matt Ryan and they suck. And Daniel Jones is the QB what? QB one? QB number four, who's 0-2. <laughs> because his team fucking blows. What makes the Falcons better? The Falcons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you try, you try. The Falcons. <laughs> I'll tell you what makes the Falcons better. This is going to be Kyle Pitts' breakout game. Oh, here we go. Because uh, I mean. Right. No. Corduroy Patterson. No. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, what, yeah, what have the Falcons got? They got Corduroy Patterson. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, he had right his breakout game it. last week. No, he doesn't have to have a breakout game. They just have him, so they're good. Right. <laughs> but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they're going to win because Kyle Pitts is going to find the end zone this week. And uh, the Giants suck. Oh, well, what I'm saying is even if the game finished 0-0, the Falcons win because Corduroy Patterson's on their team. Uh, about, what about Barkley needs a, needs a breakout game? Who? Saquon. Oh. Who? Charles Barkley? You mean that guy from 2018 who had one good Char- year? Charles Barkley? <laughs> one good year. Oh, my God. I mean, that this guy. Were, the guy they were comparing to Barry Sanders after two yeah, weeks? Yeah, two weeks. And they, they were comparing to Barry Sanders. Now they're comparing him to Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Ben Tate. <laughs> no. Not Ben Tate. Give me the Falcons. Okay. I, I'm tired of picking the Falcons, but I have to. That's, that's, that's going to be the game of the week for us now. 
Which is sad. Uh, the Bengals are one and one, and they go to Pittsburgh to face the Steelers, who are one and one. Now, the Steelers don't know what Deontay Johnson's knee looks like. Mike Tomlin's been listening to Patriots radio broadcast all first half of his career. Um, uh, give me the Steelers. I'm taking the Bengals. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm the same thing right. with the Falcons. I don't care you know, how talented the wide receivers are. They just they don't get the ball moving. You know and Barrow's got to do something this week. I'm going to blame this pick on you, Susan, because I can't get accurate news, and I don't know if Deontay Johnson's playing or not on Sunday. I'm under the assumption he is. So I'm picking the Steelers. If Deontay Johnson doesn't play, I would like to switch my pick to the Bengals. And I can do that because I have up until Sunday. But as far as the podcast sake goes, I'm picking the Steelers. Because Deontay Johnson's knee is uh, looking better, but don't know if it's great. Whatever the fuck Mike Tomlin said, Steelers. Mason? Bengals. Fuck you. <laughs> um, Arizona Cardinals are 2 0. Cardinals. Cardinals, not even close. Uh, yeah. Hey, guys. Callum Murray? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. For running back. You regret putting Josh Allen as your QB1, Mason? A little bit. I should have let my gut. I didn't even say what the game was. Yeah. <laughs> the Jets. The Broncos. <laughs> Fuck, I'm picking the Broncos to go 3 and 0. What? Teddy? I'm picking the Broncos, too. Teddy, Spartan, Teddy undefeated Spartan? in New Orleans, going to Denver undefeated. Teddy, Teddy, Fiji water? Teddy about to spend $75 on my fab on him? Teddy, Malvin Spring water? Uh, four Teddy, filtered game. water? Teddy, not E. coli water? Dude. Oh, my God. Too soon. No, too no, soon. No. Come on. Too soon. Cut the, cut the, go to commercial. We don't have those. Fuck. We're live. Oh, no. Dude. Oh, no. I didn't mean it. Oh, that's cool, guys. Just shit on me because I got bad water. What, guys? <laughs> I didn't say anything. You were thinking it. Guilty no, by association. Yeah. Oh, my. See, this is what happens, Sousa, when you say racist shit. Then people think me and Glenn are racist oh because of association. I've never said a racist. Uh, oh, my. And you're a liar. You're on top of it? What? Damn. A play, racist liar. Play the clip. Jesus. Glenn, I please, please play a clip of Sousa saying something racist. I don't care how far you have to go back in the archives. Just find a clip of Sousa saying something fucked up. Now, fucked up's ago. different. Fucked up is different. <laughs> um, where were we? Oh, yeah. Dolphins. And the Raiders. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Undefeated. We we can make a whole podcast episode of just your sound bites of making noises. <laughs> Between that 
fuck of the week and your fucking <laughs> Clem's Casino rant you went on. <laughs> Clem's a, Casino, a, name of the podcast. It's a whole fucking TikTok in itself. <laughs> um, uh, Raiders, dude. I pick the Raiders each week and each week they keep winning. I'm picking yeah, the Raiders. It's, it's the Raiders. Um, oh, guys. Is this game of the week? Yeah. Yeah. Tampa Bay going to L.A. to face Matt Stafford, eh? 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 I'm picking the Buccaneers, eh? Give me give me the Rams, bro. Give me Tom Brady, eh? Give me, me Jalen Rams, eh? <laughs> and give me uh, Sony Mache, eh? Oh. <laughs> Sony Michelle. Oh. Michelle? <laughs> and uh, give me the Rams are going to make what? a statement this week. Yeah, you heard me. What? What do you mean, what? You act like you weren't just sucking off Matt Stafford two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, but this is the GOAT. Glenn. This is the GOAT. I'm the GOAT because I, I throw fucking one yard touchdowns from the fucking inch line. He's There's never going to lose a game. Tight ends. Shut the fuck up. He sucks. He's going down to the Rams this week in Matt Stafford. How do you I think Brady's – like, what's his what's going to be his stat line? The like stat two line? Two touchdowns? It's going to be two touchdowns, two picks, uh, probably about 275 yards and an L, a big fat L when Damn. Matt Stafford serves it up on the planet. You're going to see Matt Stafford running off the field, helmet off, pointing up to the fucking fans. The fans are going to be loving it because they're going to be 3-0 in SoFi Stadium. Suck my nuts. I love it. Can I say that? Uh, give me the bucks. Me too. Tickets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Seattle Seahawks are one and one after a gut wrenching loss to the Titans when they had it in their yeah. hands, and then Derrick Henry just shit it in their hands. Now they got to contain Dalvin Cook and the zero and two Minnesota Vikings. Are they going to do that? Are they going to do it? Uh, yeah. Yeah? I think Seahawks. Seattle's got this. Seahawks win! Seahawks win! The 0-3 Vikings. Yeah, it has a ring to it. Give me Seattle. And on Sunday Night Football, you got the... Now, this should be a good game. You think? They got talent. These... Both of these teams have opportunities to perform, and they got to do it at the same time. It's going to be a big, big one. It's going to be a worthy Sunday night game. And how about these primetime games as of late, first of all? They've been good. Week one Thursday was great. We had a Monday night banger, especially in our fantasy league where it came down to – a matchup came down to it. Same thing this week. I th- and uh, I think the worst primetime game was uh... – the Rams and the Bears, week one on Sunday night. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, it's true. It's Every true. other – I mean, Thursday – last Thursday was a shitty game, but it was kind of entertaining because you didn't know who was going to win and you didn't know who was going to lose. It turned out to be the Giants. And then, obviously, Sunday night you come back with uh, – wait, Sunday? Oh, yeah. Chiefs and Ravens. The fumble, of the fumble of the century. And then um, 
Fumble heard around the world. Fumble heard around the world. And then Monday night, you got uh, the four for four with Aaron Jones. So, yeah, that's, that's that. And then this Sunday night, you got the Packers beating the 49ers because that's what I'm picking. I agree. And on, Monday, and on Monday Night Football, you got an NFC East matchup with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Head on down to Jerry World for a little. I love these matchups. For a little scoop doop. Sorry to cut you off, but every time I see the Cowboys versus the Eagles, I'm like, I just can't wait for your take because I know I know part of you wants to pick the Eagles every time, but you know that you can't. Yeah, I'm not gonna because uh, Cowboys are the better team, and uh, I'm picking the Cowboys. And the thing is, it sucks. I've been saying this all year. I've been saying this since he took over the starting quarterback role. Since they drafted him, actually, I'm I like Jalen Hurts. I'm a big Jalen Hurts guy. Place for the enemy, man. And I can't root for him. I got him on one of my fantasy teams. Got Devonta Smith on my team. Uh, I just hope for a shootout. But the Cowboys win. Can I have my key? Can I have my cake and eat it too? I'll allow it. All right. Give me the Cowboys. Me too. And give, give me, me the boys. The total points being scored of uh, 69. 51. 52. This is not pick, the price is right. I don't care. I'm going to pick 69 <laughs> every week until then. Okay, okay. All right. Um, all right. I'm pick them in the books. Now we got to do this. Make sure this is right. And Sizzling hot takes are brought to you by Dur Burgers. Are the burgers good? Dur. Technically, the burgers are 0-2. I'm going to have to start. I'm going to have to change my fantasy team name because I'm not doing our sponsors justice. The burgers are supposed to be good. My fantasy team through two weeks is not good. I'm about to change my name to PP&J Lube if I keep getting fucked the way I am. Should throw that up. Super mm. hot takes for week three, boys. What do we got? That's always the question, isn't it? Mm. Um. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. I got one. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about how the Dolphins are going to play the Raiders. <laughs> Actually, I should probably, because my sister not take about the Raiders, I should probably say it like this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The Raiders are going to roll, baby. Uh, Brian Edwards is going to emerge. Uh, going to have 200 yards. 200. receptions. 10 receptions. Two. Fucking Raiders. Jesus. Okay, uh, I need to not talk for the rest of the podcast because my throat is shot now. You need a lozenge. 
My hot take is that the Jags are going to beat Kyler Murray and the Cardinals and A.J. Green. Oh, that's so – give me some stats. Give me a score. Come on, Susan. You don't need stats when I'm calling for the 0-2 Jags to beat. Mason, 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 I got this. Okay, I got this. Let me – let me, Susan, look at me. Look at me. I want you to look at me when I do this, Okay. Okay. You missed last week's episode. You had two weeks to come up with a fucking sizzling hot take. What I say is, the Jaguars beat the card and they have their time gap. That's all you say. I tell you what, I'm not looking to week three a hot take last week. Well, you week. should be because you owe it to the listeners. You owe it to the podcast. You need to come up with a sizzling hot take. All right. Say it. Uh, oh. Well, Say it with your chest. I would pick the team that's least likely to win and pick the team that's most likely to win. And that's how I do. <laughs> Make something. All right, all right. <laughs> Scrap it. Brandon Cooks is going to have his best game yet. Why would you year. say that? Why would you say because that? Because his quarterback is Davis Mills. No. Leading no. Mitchell. It's Dirk Mitchell. Dirk Mitchell. Week three, leading off on a yucky Thursday night game. Doesn't matter, though. Doesn't matter. Because Brandon Cooks is going to show Mason why Mason drafted him. He's going to show Mason how he's been a top 10 guy every single year because he's going to go for 150 yards and a touchdown. Just one, though. I hope you're right. I would love that. Eight receptions. Okay, see? One rush. Now, one pass. An end around. So two rushes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Brandon Cook's going to have his best game this year. We're talking 150 yards and a touchdown. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. His best game this whole year? Yeah, didn't Fine. he score like 18? Or best game to this point. No, I can't go that far back and know what he what he's done. No, I mean, I mean, like best point, best game to this point in the season. Oh, 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 oh no! This this game's not going to be the best of the entire 21, 21 season. Brandon Cooks puts up fifty. Hmm. <laughs> Watch out for Brandon Cooks. Is all I'm saying. All right. That's better. Jesus. Better a little more. Get off my back. Um, there you go, Souza. Stay sizzling, with your chest. My sizzling hot take is this. Okay. On Monday Night Football, you're gonna you're gonna come to the realization that this is why you feed Ezekiel Elliott. I gotta speak it into existence, okay? Monday Night Football comes. There's gonna be no question of Tony Pollard this, Ezekiel Elliott that, blah blah blah. Zeke Elliott on Monday night is going to perform like the back that he's paid to be, like the back that he was drafted to be, like the back that everybody knows he can be. I'm talking at least 20 carries, at least 100 yards on the ground, and three total scores. Three. It could be two rushing, one receiving. It could be one rushing, two receiving. It could be three receiving. It could be three rushing. It could be one punt return, one kick return, and one block punt. Cover six. Could be. But he's getting three touchdowns. That's all I know. A trifecta of TDs 
for Ezekiel Elliott on Monday night as the Cowboys beat up on the Philadelphia Eagles. Call it hot. Call me a fucking idiot. So does this mean you're not trading him this week? Still early. Still early. <laughs> Still early. I'm just Gentlemen, saying. This was a delightful night to speak to both of you. We had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Mm. Uh, Clams Casino, dude. But it's time to get serious. It's time to get serious. Okay? Now's where we start to see how our teams move forward. As you know, we get, we got a you know first couple of weeks under our belt. People start getting nervous on the 0-2 bend, and they're going to make trades here. They're going to trade the whole team away. People on the upswing and one-of-one are feeling good. Teams like Sousa and Panacho, while people on the downswing of one-on-one aren't feeling too good, like Craig, Jake Fryer. What's going to happen in the leagues come in, in the weeks coming up? People going to go trade trade crazy. People going to spend all their money on Fab for another San Francisco running back. We don't know. We don't know. Duke Johnson, one hundred five. One hundred five. All I know is season don't start till October. So if I lose this week, I still got another week to make it up. Because then and once October hits, we got top of that because right. of extra game. Right. So once October hits, talk to me then. Okay. Mason, anything to add? You're just going to fucking jerk off in the bathroom for this last segment. We're jerking off in the bathroom, okay? Where are you? I'm getting, I was getting some water. Relax. Oh, now you're rubbing it in my face so you can get water, and I can't. Oh, <laughs> my God. It's always about it you. See? Oh. See? It was both of us the whole time. He's all licking his lips. Mm. Just that fresh water from the tap. It's so good. Yeah. He's just over there under the every tap Every second water. of it. I mean, ah. Drowning in tap water and unfortunately. <laughs> Anything to add? You want you gonna talk uh, about how you're gonna be three and oh? Oh, let's not let's not get carried away here. Uh obviously I got Panache. Oh yes, good matchup. Uh obviously Panache is Derrick Henry. Um not taking his team lightly for sure. Uh, hopefully, my guys on Thursday night show up so he has a nice 40 point hole on Sunday. Yeah. But uh, if that doesn't happen, then I got to sit and look at the look at that for three days. So that's unfortunate. Let me tell you this a 40 point hole is no match for a guy who can put up 44. I know. But it does help. That's, <laughs> that's for true. sure. It definitely yeah. does. So. Use that's tough to throw your best player right away, days in advance of Sunday, and have him gone. Like yep. you could, you might have to live a few days or nights with a mediocre performance from your best player. But the thing is, is Christian McCaffrey could have had a uh, had like a a thirty five point game last week. He got stymied at the goal line mm. twice. So yeah, we all know his we all know his baseline is twenty five points. So you'll at least have defense that. a little porous. So you know, we'll see what happens. But um, I'm optimistic. Best of luck to Panache, obviously. And we'll see how it goes. So who you got? I got Glennina Senior. Oh, that's a loss. <laughs> For him. Gonna... Ah! Oh this yeah. team sucks too. I mean, like I said, too. One, once again, it's uh yeah, my team sucked. His team sucked. Oh, it's good to be. Uh, it's good to be in the East. A lot of teams suck. Yeah, Sun's I need missed. him. Uh, I need him to have another down week. Josh Allen, man, seventeen points both weeks. 
What's going on there? I, I own him in another league, and I'm not happy. I uh, can't blame you. All right. That'll do you. Next week, uh, I don't know. Next week, we'll do something. Talk about something. Probably football. Yeah, I think so. All right. Let's uh, get the fuck out of here, I think. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.